You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. Hello and uh, welcome. Welcome to Morning Breath. I'm Brian. I'm one of the uh, pastors here at East Coast Christian Center, and I get the opportunity to host a show with you today. We're going to look at the Word of God together, have a couple friends uh, here in the studio with me that we're going to open up the Word of God. We're going to look at it, see what God breathes on, and uh, as He does, we'll share that, and we'll be uh, just faithful to open up and crack the Word open and let God breathe. That is the heart of this show, is to uh, let God breathe on His Word and let it change our lives, and I believe that it does and has and will continue to. And it forever will be that way that the word is established. And so thank you for tuning in. Thanks for being a part of this, whether you're getting it by podcast or uh, live on maybe even um, somewhere out there on the radio or other places that you can get this. Uh, Keith, how are you doing, my friend? Nothing has made me happier than for you to call me your friend. Hey, hey. <laughs> Keith is Keith is messing with you out there. Keith, is, uh, Keith has been friends. I'm We've Pastor been friends. Brian's plucky, insane sidekick and have been for half of my life. Wow. <laughs> But yes, I, I don't even know very, what that means. That's scary. <laughs> I am but I'm so excited to be here with you this morning on Morning Breath. How are you doing, Pastor Brian? I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm excited to to do the Word of God with you, and uh, I don't know, hang out, dude. We get to yeah. do this, and we got Nick we got hanging Nick. out. Nick's over there on the board. Nick's and, incredible. Um, he could mute us at any second. If I he know, wanted. but he won't because he loves us. He loves us. <laughs> I mean, he might. I'm, I'm I don't tempted. Know. <laughs> he could. He could, and still love us. Nick's even. been hanging around for more than half his life too. <laughs> I know. It's incredible. It's scary. I love this place. We're getting older. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> happening. Growing up. But also, like, I just love this place. There's family yeah. here. Yeah, there's family here. Tell people how to get on board with the show I would and what love this to is all do about. That. Hey, we would love for you to join the Morning Breath family. And so there's ways to get connected and find out what we're going to read, when we're going to read it, so that you can read ahead and actually read with us. That's what we do. We read the Word, and then we just discover what it says. So there's a number of ways you can do that on our app. Just search East Coast Christian Center or East Coast on the app, or go to eccc.us. Uh, do you get info on, you know, click the Morning Breath link. You can find out where we're going. You could even call our office at 452-1060 and talk to our, our incredible receptionist, Ernestine, and she would actually get your information, and we could mail you out a newsletter saying where we're going. How cool is that? We still do things like mail things. So we would love for you to actually find out where we're going so you can read ahead. That is the, that's how you're going to get the most fruit out of Morning Breath. But Morning Breath is an incredible thing. Been doing it for, wow, a long Oof. time. 20 years, 25, I don't know, seven, the, 7 million years we've been doing this. That's a long time. Yeah. At least 20, Incredible. I would say. It's been a long time, yeah. <laughs> it has been a long time. And you know what I what I love about this show is that people out there, you out there listening, tuning in, can connect with the Word of God on a daily basis. And if uh, this is the way that you get the Word of God every day, I would just encourage you to go a little farther. Let's stretch a little bit. If you don't have a church home, we'd love for uh, East Coast to be that home for you. If you're, you know, maybe tuning in, you go, man, I've listened to this show and, you know, I kind of like these guys or I kind of like how, how this happens. Well, come check us out. Come hang out with us on the weekend. We got campuses across our community in Vieira, Coco, Merritt Island, uh, two options. Plus, we have an online campus. Maybe you'd um, go there and kind of look in the window a little bit um, to our online service and uh, get some great teachings and great worship and really have community. I think community is where it's at, especially Amen. in this season of life that we're walking through. Man, we need community. I need these guys that are in the studio with me. I need you out there, actually. God's got something um, in you that uh, that can help us grow and, uh, and become better men and women of God and uh, change the world together. So let's do that together. Today we're in Mark chapter 12. What we do is we read the chapter before we come in and then read it again on the air and uh, let God breathe on it and uh, trust that he will speak uh, through his word to you and me. It's a devotion. we got 44 verses here. And so how about this, Keith? I will get you started. You read through like 
20, whoa, 20. 20. How about you read through 20, and okay. I'll pick it up at 21, because uh, it stops a sentence there, and we'll pick it up from there. All right. What do you got over there? What do you? I'm going to read from New King Jimmy. New King Jimmy. I'm going back to New King Jimmy. I got New American Standard. We, cool. Whoa. Yeah. We're like Pastor Dan and Pastor Dave from Let's the go. old days. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so I say unto you, Pastor Keith, read, sir. Mark chapter 12, verse 1. Then he began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard and set a hedge around it, dug a place for the wine vat and built a tower. And he leased it to vine dressers and went into a far country. Now, at vintage time, he sent a servant to the vine dressers that he might receive some of the fruit of the vineyard from the vine dressers. And they took him and beat him and sent him away empty-handed. Again, he sent another servant, and at him they threw stones, wounded him in the head, and sent him away shamefully treated. And again, he sent another, and him they killed, and many others, beating some and killing some. Therefore, still having one son, his beloved, he also sent him to them last, saying, They will respect my son. But those vine dressers said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and an inheritance will be ours. So they took him and killed him and cast him out of the vineyard. Therefore, what will the, what will the owner do? Well, what will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the vine dressers and give the vineyard to the others. Have you not read this scripture? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. And they sought to lay hands on him, but feared the multitude, for they knew he had spoken the parable against them. So they left him and went away. Then they sent to him some of the Pharisees and the Herodians to catch him in his words. When they had come, they said to him, Teacher, we know that you are true and care about no one, for you do not regard the person of men, but teach the way of God and truth. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Shall we pay or shall we not pay? But he, knowing their hypocrisy, said to them, Why do you test me? Bring me a denarius that I may see it. So they brought it. And he said to them, Whose image and inscription is this? And they said to him, Caesar's. And Jesus answered and said, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And they, mar- and they marveled at him. Then some Sadducees, who they... Who they're, Then some Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him, and they asked him, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote to us that if a man's brother dies and leaves his wife behind and leaves no children, his brother should take his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. Now, there were seven brothers. The first took a wife, and dying, he left no offspring. All right, verse 21. The one who married her and died, leaving behind no children, and the third likewise. And so all seven left no children. Last of all, the woman died also. In the resurrection, when they rise again, which one's wife will she be? For all seven had married her. Jesus said to them, Is this not the reason you are mistaken, that you do not understand the scriptures or the power of God? For when they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. But regarding the fact that the dead rise again, have you not read in the book of Moses in the passage about the burning bush? How God spoke to him, saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are greatly mistaken. One of the scribes came and heard them arguing and recognized that he had answered them well. Asked him, What commandment is the foremost of all? Jesus answered, The foremost is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. The scribe said to him, right, teacher, you have truly stated he is one and there is no one else besides him. And to love him 
with all your heart or with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength and to love one's neighbor as himself is much more than any than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered intelligently, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one would venture to ask him any more questions. And Jesus began to say, as he taught in the temple, how is it that the scribes say that the Christ is the son of David? David himself said in the Holy Spirit, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies beneath your feet. David himself calls him Lord. So in what, in what sense is he his son? And a large crowd enjoyed listening to him. In his teaching, he, said, he was saying, beware of the scribes who like to walk who like to walk around in long robes and like respectful greetings in the marketplaces and chief seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets who devour widows' houses and for appearance sake offer long prayers, these will receive greater condemnation. And he sat down opposite the treasury and began observing how the people were putting money into the treasury and many rich people were putting in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two copper coins, which amount to a cent. Calling his disciples to him, he said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow put in more than all the contributors to the treasury, for they all put in out of their surplus, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she owned, all she had to live on. Amen. Wow. Uh, a whole of, I don't know, there's a variety yeah, of things going on in here. here. Yeah. Uh, the things that I, I guess, I don't know, I'll kick it over to you. What, what stuck out to you, Pastor Keith? I, I'd be happy to share some things, uh, but I don't get to do this a lot with you, so I'd love to hear your heart. What, what, what did God speak about? There's probably like four or five things I really like, but the, the main thing I loved was talking to the scribe, and he says, to love him with all the heart, with all the understanding, yeah. with all the soul, and with all the strength, to love one's neighbor as oneself is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Yeah. And I, I read that yes, last night and just thought, you know, this is referencing two verses in the Old Testament. That's what he's, he's pulling from, one being 1 Samuel 15, 22, which says that it's better to obey than to sacrifice, yeah. and rebellion is witchcraft. And another one from Hosea 6, 6, which says that God, uh, God desires mercy, not sacrifice. And, um, you know, just what comes to mind is that of who God is, there was this old slogan that was around for a long time uh, before before both of us, but yeah. and especially in youth ministry of like it's and it, you hear it all around the world of like it's better it's it's better to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission, wow. and you know that is uh, it's a sly little slogan of like hey just do what you want and then whenever it gets messy we'll we'll just ask for forgiveness yep. but honestly that is rooted in the pit of hell like that whole dialogue is is just rebellion like and rebellion is witchcraft and uh, it's it's far better to ask for permission than it is to ask for forgiveness to be honest and that's what Jesus is commending the scribe in is, is he understands that for me to love wholeheartedly God and to love others wholeheartedly is far better than for me to just do life however I want and then to go back and try and fix it later. And Jesus says, this, this is real wisdom. And again, those other verses, and it's an integrity thing. It is integrity. Um, it, it brought to mind something that happened a couple months ago. This is this is going to like stretch some people, so just be <laughs> stretched. A couple months ago, me and my family were out in Venice, and uh, we were Dude, just... Venice, Italy? Mm, no. Oh. <laughs> um, Venice Beach on the other side of Florida, and we were... <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> and we were... Um, uh, uh, just, just having a little like mini vacation, just needed to get away with the family. And we, we went to this mall, this mall that had like four open stores inside of it. We were going to go see a movie there cause it was the only movie theater in the, in the whole area. 
and uh, we're taking the kids to this movie, and we're we're like, hey, we're gonna buy you. We're just walking around. We're like, we wanna buy you some candy, so we buy some candy for the kids, and then and then uh, my wife says, like, all right, we're gonna shove it in the purse now. Okay, okay. <laughs> and, and my kids say, why are we gonna do that, mom? <laughs> And then she's like, and then I, being being sly and, and as mean as I am, turned to her and go, yeah, honey, why are we going to do that? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which, for the record. Faithful e- are the wounds everybody, of a every, yeah, Everybody out there understands the whole idea of like, hey, man, them that candy inside the movie theater is going to be 15 times as much as it is right outside at the dollar store. And uh, we've all been in the situation of like, man, just buy it at the dollar store, shove it in your pocket and go in, right? And so we're so then my wife is sitting there with kind of struggling through. Uh, help me out here. How do I explain to my kids this thing? And I go, I don't think we can, honey. I think I think we got to play the integrity card. Well. And uh, so we uh, we're like, you're right, kids. And so we're like, eat the candy. Let's now. go hammer it, kids. <laughs> and we go inside and, and pay the upcharge, you know. So, uh, but the point is, you know, you we could look at plenty of things in life that might even see, seem silly. Yeah. It's a silly thing that for me to it's pay. It's not a big ten, deal. It's, it's a, you know. Yeah, it's just come on, ten times the amount. They're doing the wrong thing. Yeah, they're the they're one in there yeah. charging ten times the amount of the candy right outside. All that kind of thought. You know what? Render to Caesar what is Caesar's. Like having that mindset of even in the little things, I will not live in the gray. I'm not going to live in this place of of just skirting the line all the time. I said to somebody yesterday, the person who is always asking everybody where the line is, knows in their heart that they've already crossed it. That if you have to constantly ask yourself, where's the line? Where's the line? Where's the line? You already know that you're past the line. Now, I'm not saying everybody has to go and pay however much, 10 times the amount of candy and stuff. But what I am saying is that you better start checking yourself on even these things, all the things. Because it says here, I'm going to love him with all the heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul, and with all the strength. That's how I'm going to love God. And then God looks at us and says, ah, you get it. Yeah, well done, good and faithful servant. I love that mentality. Rather than sacrifice, I love obedience. Yeah, you know, the... uh the challenge there of like going, man, I got to check myself. I got to check myself. I got to check myself. Why can't I just do what I want to do? Well, because we're not living for ourselves. We're living for something greater, right? We're living to honor God. And, and this is the, this is the challenge is like, what, what, what are all the commandments? Which one should I follow? Again, it's like, where's the line, Jesus? What, what do I got to do? And I, I remember telling stories um, along these lines of like, if you're going to cross the street, you got to look both ways. And you're always kind of feeling like in life, you got to look both ways. Like what's going to, what's going to go wrong if I do this or looking over your shoulder, like who's watching or, you know, what's being said or what's this or what's that. I think that's the place where, you know, Jesus is actually saying later, just right, right past that of beware of the scribes who look around, you know, walk around in long robes and do the respectful greetings in the market and, you know, kind of the with smile and hold babies thing or wave and hold babies like, Hey, look at me. Like I'm doing all these things. Right. And you know, I, I just love that Jesus kind of ups the ante that as painful as it can be on our flesh, that actually honoring God is not about all the stuff that we do on the outside. And that's what the sacrifice was. The sacrifice was an exterior expression of trying to do something to connect with God. And if honestly, if you have to do something to connect with God and it becomes a works thing, it becomes, I have to, it's heavy and it's hard versus I get to do the thing. And I get to like, at the end of this chapter, when this, when this widow brings not out of her surplus, but she brings out of her poverty, she is choosing and wanting to do that. She is honoring God. And the difference of that is he says, Hey, all the, there are many rich people, you know, came and did all these large sums, but the, the, 
what he wanted to call out or wanted to make a point to go is look at that. That's different. And I think the difference that we can live out of of getting to do or excited to do or want to do to honor God versus I have to do because I did this and I have to do that and it's all reactionary. I have to, I have to, I have to versus it's heavy and it's a burden. It doesn't have to be that way. And I think God is saying, hey, Jesus is saying here, hey, just just love me with all you are and love them and all the rest of the details will work themselves out. But when we start getting selfish and me focused and what about me and how about this, uh, it really it really can get you know misaligned, if you will. We kind of get out of whack. Yeah, I like what you said about the whole like looking both ways constantly. I'm looking yeah. over my shoulder. I'm a, I, you know, that's where anxiety comes from. That's where all oh, of yeah. the stress comes from. Like, what do you have to be stressed about if you're if you're just living for Jesus and you know that He's got your back? But that mentality of like gotta look both ways. I, I thought of a cliff. You know, whenever we're skirting the line, you know, yeah. of like, oh, you know, like the if you're hanging on the side of a cliff, you don't like skirt the cliff. You know, like <laughs> if you realize that it is a it, it's gonna kill you if you fall off this thing. But we do that in life all the time with yeah. sin. We're like, oh, I'll just skirt a little closer because we think that you know like if i slip a little bit down that's okay i'll just climb back up and uh then it just made me think of a quote from c.s lewis and it said he said that indeed the safest road to hell is the gradual one it's the gentle slope soft underfoot without sudden turnings without milestones without signposts you know like that's what and again, even the the road thing, that idea of like there are no signposts. Yeah. That's actually the road to hell. Is that really, really nice, easy path of just a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. Let me go ahead and just, oh, you know, integrity is not that big of a deal. And uh, we we do that stuff all the time. So anyway, that that's what that's what stuck out to me. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, the uh, the idea that we have to look over our shoulder because God's going to get us if we do something wrong is is not the way to live either. <laughs> no, right? and no, we absolutely wanna, not. We want to live in a place of there's grace and there's mercy. That surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. That God is not out to try to hammer you and and to find you doing wrong and to get you and make you do something right. Uh, but that we actually get to do this. We we choose to honor God. Like I choose to discipline my my flesh. Right. Like I, I choose to kind of to to surrender, you know, to take up my cross and follow him. Like I actually deny myself and I choose to do that. I don't have to do that. And the denial, the self-denial part becomes very um, intense, especially it can become controlling even. Like there are some there are some movements out there that, that are very strongly, I'm going to correct, correct, correct. And the correction is needed. I need what Keith has to offer in my life when he sees something that's going awry. I need help with that. I need, I have blind spots. You have blind spots. We all have blind spots. Um, but if we're not careful, we'll constantly be fearing, oh, what does somebody think, or what is somebody going to do? And all, you're looking uh, uh, you know, side to side. I see in verse 12 here, it says, and they were seeking to seize him, and yet they feared the people, for yeah. they understood that he spoke in parables against them. Yeah. And so they left him and went away. Yeah. This is like, I don't like the teaching, so I'm out. Like I don't, I don't like how difficult this might be on my flesh, or I don't like how I'm out of here, or I'm worried about what other people think instead right. of worrying about what God thinks about something. Let's honor God. Like, like that taking that stance of going, hey, I'm not going to put candy in my purse and go in a thing. That is a conviction of yours to go, hey, this is it. But if you suddenly put a burden and a weight on people, that right. you can't do that. That conviction turns into control, if yep, you will, right? Yep. And my conviction and my preference, I have some conviction, and my yep. preferences are different maybe than what you have and what others have. The end of it all, though, is I'm trying to honor God with what he has spoken to me from his word, and I'm going really to I'm gonna do work on that, on me and Jesus. Now, that doesn't mean that I go and sin and go, well, God didn't speak to me about that. That's why we have brothers and sisters in our lives that can help us point things out in Scripture so we can learn and we can grow. If we're not careful, we'll just lone ranger it and do our own thing, right. and we'll get out over there somewhere that we don't want to be. And so uh, I think it's a dangerous place, but don't fear people. Don't fear man. I don't think the, oh, what is somebody going to think? The whole 
you know, oh, what if I put this out there? What if I am honest or I'm real? You know, I'm, I think about times where we have conversations with people that we, it's just easier when people are real. You know, uh, Rick Bizet wrote a book called um, Be Real Cause fake, um, Because uh, Fake is Exhausting, I think this is the title. He's a pastor in Arkansas. Um, it is tiring to be fake. It'll, it'll wear you out. Yeah. It, it's a heavy burden. And like you said, anxiety and all the things come from that. If we're not careful, our realness before God you know, can just get really out of whack because we just don't have any correction in our lives. Yeah, I mean, fake and all that stuff it's leads exhausting. to leads to loneliness. It leads to, uh, you know, like there's statistics out there right now of Gen Z being 50% of it says that they're lonely or don't have any genuine conversations. Wow. Um, and then COVID hits. That's pre-COVID, you know, and, and I'm, I'm talking about Gen Z, but I mean 42% of the other generations too. So it, it's a large number right now. You're talking four out of 10 people say I'm lonely or don't have a genuine relationship. And then COVID hits and there's statistics of 80% of people uh, were depressed during COVID, you know, had depressive symptoms, I should say, not were depressed, but they, they were at having depressive symptoms throughout it. And, you know, it just, it just compounds and compounds these feelings. And then there's statistics of that uh, loneliness is actually, like there's health statistics of it's actually worse for you than smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Oof. Like loneliness and depression has become worse than obesity at this point. Like it is the leading cause of sicknesses and death. What do I say all that for? Not to scare people, not anything like that, but to say the importance of community, the importance of authenticity, the importance of, you know, this says in the Word of God, confess your sins before each other so that you may be healed. Not be shamed, but be yeah. healed. Like, you should be able to talk to people about what you're dealing with, what you're facing, what you're thinking, what you're, all of these things, so that you can be healed, not that you can be shamed. Now, does that mean that some people are, are going to abuse you with that information? Sure, so be wise, too. Like, yeah. be wise about who you talk to. You know, but you need to be known and you need to be loved because to be loved without known, that's just superficial. That's like me saying to Brian, you're doing so good at life. And he's like, like what, Keith? And I say, like, I don't know. Something. <laughs> you know, like, Something. I don't know anything about you, but like, keep it up. You know, that's nothing. We all think we want that. We all think we want everyone to love us. But in reality, if no one knows us, then we, then that's just superficial. That's yeah. nothing. So. To be loved is good, but to be known is that much more important as well. So, but also to be known and not loved, well, that's horrifying. That's that's scary. You know, that's when people abuse you or hurt you or manipulate you or take advantage, all of these things. So to be known means that we need to be wise. We need to be wise and vulnerable in life. We need to be able to, to look, you know, at who's in our life that we can trust and we can know and, and start taking those steps. Does that mean you might get hurt along the way? Yeah. It might mean that you get a hurt heart along the way, but it'd be better to have a hurt heart than no heart at all. Wow. So I would say actually step out there and get yourself a little bit hurt in the process, but know that you can be free once once you find that true vulnerability and authenticity with somebody who loves you and cares for you. And uh, that's where we're going to stop now and go into our sponsors. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age, or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. 
You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. All right, so just in closing, uh, I want to look at one more verse here. Verse 34, it says, When Jesus saw that he had answered intelligently, he said to him, You're not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, nobody would venture to ask him more questions. You know, it's interesting um, verbiage here. It says, you know, answered intelligently, and then Jesus says, You're not far from the kingdom of God. You know, there's so much more than just knowing two rules or following two rules, like just going, oh, okay, I could do that. You know, oh, so you said this, and just kind of regurgitating something. Sadly, I've watched people in, you know, doing ministry, People just regurgitate and heard something and regurgitate something. There's a whole different ballgame when it gets into your heart, and you can live out of that place. And so I would just encourage you today, as we do this show, this show actually, you reading the Word of God can become just a, I got head knowledge. 
I became intelligent from the Word of God. You know what? Let's live this stuff. Let's actually get out there and do it. And I think that's how you started the show, even going, hey, you know what? It wouldn't didn't seem that big of a deal of like, hey, we just got some candy over here, but let's live it out now. Let's not just be hearers of the Word and we know what's right and wrong. Let's go live what's right and wrong. That's really and good. In doing that, Jesus is going, hey, you're not far from the kingdom of God. It's like, hey, you're so close. And you know, there's for years people have said, oh, you're you know 18 inches from you know salvation. You got it all in your head, but you don't have it in your heart. You know, and that 18 inches when you're between your brain and your heart can you know can really cause some problems in our lives at times but we need to actually get it let it seep into your heart so you can live out of it out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks you know where your heart is you know there your treasure will be also like all of these things are really heart issues and i love that jesus continues to bring it back to a heart issue and not to just a couple rules or a couple hey just follow this here it is and we default to give me rules so i can hit the target i want a target to hit it's a good thing but it's a dangerous thing too and so uh we'll uh get back with you guys soon thanks for uh tuning in thanks for being a part of our show love you guys and we'll uh, love you catch guys. up soon peace we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the morning breath podcast if you did we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend to follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.